Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by Season 2 of Marvel's award-winning scripted podcast, Wolverine, The Lost Trail, which is available to binge for free right now. This season picks up where Season 1 left off. Wolverine is headed to New Orleans in search of redemption. As he follows a trail of clues through the bayou, he encounters biker gangs, a mutant called Gambit, and a world full of dark wonders. The podcast stars Richard Armitage as Wolverine, Richard's credits include The Hobbit, Hannibal, and Castlevania. Binge the complete season of Wolverine, The Lost Trail. You know that I'm going to be doing it because Wolverine's such a fascinating character in the X-Men. For free in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by VitaCup, infused with essential vitamins and superfoods to power your body and mind. VitaCup gourmet coffees and teas are reimagining your daily rituals. Each blend is dietitian formulated with ingredients to boost energy, metabolism, mood, and more. And because VitaCup has a taste-first approach, each blend tastes delicious, even better than your normal coffee and tea. Use code WATCH at VitaCup.com to save 30% on your first order or find VitaCup at Target, Walmart, and Sprouts. I need support staff to clear the room. Stand up and walk now. Hello and welcome to The Watch. My name is Chris Ryan. I am an editor at TheRinger.com. Happy Labor Day. It's Monday when you're listening to this. It's Labor Day, so not a ton going on, but we are giving you the audio from me and Jason Concepcion's Succession After Show number one, Boys. And gosh, if you watch Succession, you're going to want to listen to this. It was an incredibly funny, incredibly moving episode. So Jason and I broke it down from our favorite lines, the best burns of the week, rich people stuff. And we also got into a lot of the more emotional aspects of today's, uh, of last night's episode. So for the rest of the week, Andy will probably be on on Thursday. We'll break it down there. But for now, let's just get into my conversation with Jason Concepcion about last night's episode of Succession. Hello, and welcome to number one, Boys, the Ringers Succession after show with Jason Concepcion. I am Chris Ryan. We are here to talk about Succession season two, episode five, the safe room, and Jason, like, this was a pretty screwball episode, yeah. right? Like there was a lot of like kind of physical comedy. There was a lot of running around. You had uh, secret meetings, amusement park diversions. You had a funny, sort of funny funeral. And even scarily enough, you had an active shooter situation, yeah. which is then with the Greg and Tom stuff played for laughs and like the sort of cast system of panic rooms yeah, that multiple, they have. Multiple safe rooms, the the uh, lower level safe room for the middle executives like uh, like Tom and Greg that is uh, not secure gas as Greg pointed out, could easily seep under the <laughs> That's door. Right. A That's child right. assassin might come in through the window above the door. Greg had a lot of awareness of like the l- levels of security they were dealing with. But then the episode ends with possibly the most heartbreaking, the most devastating, the most human moment of the season so far in a moment that sort of echoed Logan and Kendall's heartbreaking embrace at the end yeah. of the first season. Logan, to the extent that he is capable, opens up to Shiv and it leads to this really, really like heart-rendering scene. Yeah, it's such a change-up when this show gives you sincere emotion. Yeah, you almost don't know what to do with it. it. You do not know what to do with it. And even the characters themselves don't know what to do with it. There's that incredible moment where Shiv is like, what? Okay, and then yes. feeling 
her brother breaking down in her arms is just taken aback and has no idea. And they, what they to don't do. cut to Logan. They don't cut to Kendall first. Yeah. Like you see Shiv's reaction first, and that's when you know something really in, intense is happening. That's, and that's when we're gonna get right into buy or sell. And I'm I'm buying Shiv and Kendall as a as like a a pair for each other because of what yeah. winds up happening when they're dancing around actually talking about something. And you know the cadences of the dialogue is so important in the show. Yeah, usually yeah. for comedic effect, usually for the perfectly placed profanity, yeah. the perfectly laid out barb. But um, when Shiv says "fucking talk to me," yeah, like the way that that is like laid out seems to like be the lockpick on Kendall. Yeah, he he is stonewalling, 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 and then finally can't escape. Leading to that line when he's after the embrace where he says, um, you know, I would just ask that you take care of yeah. me. Yeah. And it is devast it's devastating. Because he says, and he says, if dad didn't need me right now, yeah. I don't know what I'd be for, which is a very interesting, almost like Shakespearean way of saying. Right. He's like, a tool. Yeah, what's my purpose? But yeah. it's specifically right, like a tool. I think that when this show started, uh, when this when this series started, people looked at Kendall and people looked at Jeremy Strong and were like, ah, "That's that's going to be the Don Draper. Yeah. That's going to be the like right. maverick antihero who eventually puts it all together right. to drag this company into some sort of morally acceptable position." I think that's what people thought initially, right. and over the years or over the time, you see. Kendall's just like actually not that bright. He's just he's incompetent. Not quite as incompetent as Roman. He knows his he knows his he knows shit. how to pretend to be smart. Right, but it, when it comes to that final chess move, the final two chess moves, he's just he's not there. You know who he actually reminds me of? Z- Ziggy from The Wire. <laughs> he's like way more like Ziggy from The Wire than he is like Walter White. He is like because you remember in that the sort of final scene. The spoiler for people who haven't seen yeah. The Wire. Sorry, but that final scene that we yeah. get with Ziggy in The Wire season two. And he's like, and now this is where I am, fucked from birth. Like he kind of has this revelation that he was like, I was always going to end up here. And I feel like Kendall's in the same spot. It's a, it's a great point. If you think about every big meeting, big moment that Kendall has, um, his need to close that deal mm-hmm. is so present on his face that it's it's almost whams gamian and it's like neediness yeah. like you th- the way he you know uh, walks into the meeting um, I forget the name the art with the art uh, platform people where he's just like hey you know cool so cool to be here with you and he tries to throw his expensive, his expensive shoes out the window shoes, like yeah. he just wants to impress people and close that deal so badly and he's finally come to the place where he realizes. <laughs> He doesn't have it in him. I think that's one of the one of the things that really struck me about that this scene with Kendall and Shiv is it's Kendall finally understands like what his father is. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all grown up with Logan as their father figure this whole time, but it's only it's only now that Kendall understands the lengths that his father is willing to go to. Yeah, I think he actually believes what he says when he's like, "Dad's plan is better." Yeah, because Dad's plan is absolute. Because yeah. lo- like Logan can't lose if you play the game that way. Yeah. Uh, Kendall's a guy who has lost his wife yep. and kids for the most part. He's been publicly humiliated and embarrassed. Lost any standing he had in the business community. Yep. Also 
has been kind of like robbed of his ability to do drugs. Like he can, he obviously is still using, but like all of the things that you would say are markers of his identity, right. he is being told like you can't have that. He, he's he's been reduced to literally shoplifting, petty crimes, yeah, to, like to feel something. Yeah, he's essentially like Logan's blood boy. Yeah, he's like walking around. He's like, here's your pill. Here's your water. Here's you have to eat during this time. When Shiv discovers that he is uh, that he's shoplifting vape fluid and candy, she is. Taking it back because he could, as she says, buy the entire industry. Yes, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Shiv because sure. I thought, in some ways, like there is always like this weird search for a mother in this show, especially on, among the yeah. male characters. Roman finds his <laughs> mother in a very specific <laughs> way. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. But I thought that the embrace between Shiv and Kendall was yeah. pretty maternal. It was. Uh, you know, the closest thing we got to this previously was that uh, moment, the end of season one in the boathouse, where you kind of get the feeling of, of the emotional dynamic between uh, the siblings minus Connor, and and kind of get an inkling about like the emotional uh, support that mm-hmm. Shiv provides. And here, really seeing it, um, it's something else. It's yeah. something else. Like, that is a more intimate moment than she ever has with, with Tom, her husband. Yeah. And then you, there's a really crucial line where it's like, it's the same thing that Stewie said to Kendall earlier in the season, but it's like, can we actually talk? Yeah. And that's all people do on the show is yeah. talk, but they are all playing parts. They are yeah. all playing, like, I can't show you this part of me because right. that is a vulnerability or that is a weakness. And there's like that brief second in this episode where they are allowed to be human with each other. And it's so moving. Uh, so we're buying Kendall and Shiv. It's amazing. What yeah. are you buying? Um, I'm buying... History, yeah, the scope of history, you know, being a history buff, right? just the scale of it. Mark Ravenhead, uh, an ATN anchor, is under fire in this episode for possibly having uh, fascist and Nazi sympathies. But if you really look at the evidence, uh, being a panelist at a fascist conference could happen to anyone, right? Reading Mein Kampf. A couple of times, maybe three. Yeah, what Easter eggs did you miss the first time? <laughs> Naming his dog the Blondie. same Blondie, which is Hitler's dog's name. Different spelling, different so spelling. it's completely different. And then also like getting married at the Eagle's Nest, Hitler's Bavarian retreat. That's all circumstantial. The, the guy is a, it just loves history. He loves that period of history, loves the scale of it, loves the scope of it. Um, that's all. Yeah. And history is important, as we all know. <laughs> okay. I'm also <laughs> buying Pierce because I yeah. think Pierce is going to get bought. That is the sort of legacy uh, blue blood institute, media institution that Logan is desperate to buy because he wants to get too big to fail. Yeah. Uh, Holly Hunter plays Rhea Jarrell, who is sort of the Oof. CEO of Pierce, but also the emissary of, hey, no doesn't always mean right. a total no here in this in this negotiation. That scene where they're in the panic room, Kendall clearly goes to the bathroom to take a bump, comes yeah. back out, and the three of them are kind of negotiating in all their separate ways where like Shiv is speaking perfect corporate ease. Right. Kendall is like 22 billion, 22 billion, 22 and a half billion, 23 billion. Shiv is is on the one hand speaking corporate ease and also like taken aback at the central role that Kendall appears with. She keeps saying, Dad, can he he do this? Is he allowed to do this? And they're all playing future games. It's like, hey, if we buy this, are you still the CEO? If we buy this, is this Shiv's thing to set up? 
Is this Kendall's? Is it Logan's? Is Logan just going to turn around and stab them right in the back and destroy them, which is what everybody thinks he's going to do? The arc of that meeting is really interesting because it begins essentially with uh, Jarrell giving the Roy's, the, the family, the Pierce family line, which is essentially fuck off. Yeah. And then as soon as they get up to about 25 billion, she's like, oh, well. I might think you're. I might think you're serious if you keep going. I know that's so perfect. Uh, what else are you buying or selling? I'm gonna sell the ruse that Logan Roy is actually interested in naming a successor. No interest. I think. I think it's becoming. If it wasn't previously evidently clear that what he wants to do is play his children and his siblings off of each other in ways that bring out their usefulness. Mm-hmm. I could see Pierce, you know, Pierce obviously as a stand-in as like the Salzburgers, kind of like the New York Times meets CNN mm-hmm. uh, news platform. I, they would be attracted to a person like Shiv being a point person yes. in this deal because she's, you know, worked with Democratic politicians before, maybe has uh, viewpoints that publicly align with Pierce's public viewpoints. Um, and Logan could not miss that. Yes. So he's got his attack dog in Kendall, and then he's got his uh, attractive uh, daughter who is left-leaning in Shiv. The modern, the modern face of the company. Remember previously in, in this season when he's like, get me a woman, get me a, you know, he's, this is what he wants. Yeah. This is what he needs. Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by Kroger Grocery Stores. Did you know that one in eight Americans struggle with hunger? Yet 40% of food produced in the U.S. gets thrown away, and a lot of that food waste happens at home. When food waste is sent to landfills, greenhouse gases are released, so it's a problem for our planet too. But think about this. If we were redirected just one-third of the food we waste to people in need, we would more than cover the unmet food needs across the country while helping to protect our planet. That's what Kroger is doing through their Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation. Last year alone, Kroger donated 325 million meals to local food banks. And they've got some great tips to help reduce food waste at home, too. It's all part of their goal to achieve zero hunger and zero waste by 2025. Check out Kroger.com slash ZHZW to learn more. That's Kroger.com slash ZHZW. Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by CLR. As pop culture addicts, you better believe we've seen a lot of shows. But there's nothing quite like the show put on by CLR when it comes to house cleaning. CLR quickly dissolves the dirt, calcium, lime, hard water deposits, and soap scum that you find all over the house. There's no need to scrub. Grossness is simply eliminated. Just imagine your kitchen sink so shiny your coffee pot so sparkly, your toilets so free of water stains. Yep, CLR cleans up everywhere, even the inside of your washing machine. And CLR doesn't use phosphates, ammonia, or other harsh chemicals, so you can feel good about keeping a clean home with natural ingredients. In fact, it carries the EPA's Safer Choice seal, meaning it's safer for you and the environment without sacrificing quality. So if you're ready to watch a tour de force cleaning performance right in your home, Visit clrbrands.com today or pick up a bottle from a retailer near you. Trust you're clean to CLR. Let's get into number one boy, which is essentially who won the episode. And uh, <laughs> hey, Jeremy Strong gave an amazing performance. Incredible. Dynamite stuff. I thought Sarah Snoop was incredible this week. Unbelievable. As, she, as always. There's only one number one boy. 
And that's Roman, man. He finally. <laughs> because Roman was like throwing 99 this entire time. <laughs> yes. In real America, putting a pizza roll in his mouth and then and putting then it like, back on the plate. <laughs> but he made a friend. And I think we may have a bridge to sexual satisfaction for my guy. We've been wondering since season one, like what, what's Roman's deal? Yeah. He's can't seem to have sex effectively in any kind of way. His previous girlfriend was like, yeah, remember the only time we had sex is like you kind of masturbated near me one time? <laughs> <laughs> and then can't even have phone sex with his current girlfriend. Uh, and then finally we get to it. Mm -hmm. This kind of long simmering maternal flirtation, whatever it is with Jerry, has finally burst forth into a... Burst being the operative word. It, yeah. It has definitely burst into a kind of like sado, sadomasochistic, psychosexual, yeah. like a, a carnival of humiliation that he clearly needs in this moment in his life. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry seems to take it in stride. She seems deeply amused by it. I suppose you could also say that she could use that against yeah. Roman at some point. It's a great it's a great arrow in her quiver at some point, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, Roman just calls and is just like dom me and like yeah. tell me I'm a piece of shit and while I while I rub one out and she's yeah. like all I'm doing is drinking a martini and watching the news, so yeah. it's the, you know, what the hell? Jerry, so. Jerry, come to my home and call me a bed bug in front of my wife and kids. <laughs> but it's like, the best part about this is that it was just like one, one of a number of incredible yeah. Roman moments, including uh, he made a friend, which was a fantastic stuff. Unbelievable. For, yeah, really made a friend. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that. All right, so that's our number one boy of the week. Let's get into biggest burn of the week. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Logan. Frank Frank made it out of Hungry Alive. <laughs> yeah, but I barely. think I'm going to go with Logan saying to him, why don't you take your library card and fuck off oh, when he makes the Cornelius joke. He's a Coriolanus. Yeah. He switched sides. <laughs> no? Nobody? Nobody on that one? <laughs> I don't think Kendall is like dealing with those kinds of Shakespearean deep no, cuts. No, 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 no. What's your biggest burn of the week? Um... Roman getting left out of the Waystar introductory <laughs> video at management training? In yeah. unbelievable sight gag begins with Logan Roy saying, you're joining Waystar of Royco, one of the most vibrant uh, multimedia platforms on earth. And then you get Kendall saying that Waystar Royco, feel it. And then it, a, a half a second of Roman going, and then yeah. it just cuts. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the Too Many Cooks video. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, there's one more Roy kid yeah. who's going <laughs> to look up. So yeah, uh, that was our biggest burn of the week. For line of the week, I'm oh, going to go Roman again. I love Roman's frame of reference, even if he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm stripping back to basics. This is my white album. I need, we need to I'm definitely going into like everything in my life now. And I'm going to be like, this meeting is going to be my astral weeks. Yeah. I'm really just going to get in touch with heartbreak in this Can meeting. we talk about this? So... I love the, this joke because it's on the one hand an incredible like deep cut reference and then like on a on another still deeper level like the white album was 
like, like one a of production the, masterpiece, yeah, like yeah. a double album, yeah. like one of the Beatles' most complex records. So but it like, would definitely be something Roman saw on like an elevator <laughs> screen one time that was like the White Album. The Beatles is right, like, yeah. and he was just like, yeah, back to basics, like yeah, the White well, album. yeah, stripping it down, like, like I, I become the ki- kill the king, become king, just like <laughs> Hamlet, whatever. Uh, what was your line of the week, uh, Brian? The uh, person that that Roman meets in management training, uh, introduces himself to Roman with this line, I'm an enigma. You can't pigeonhole me. I'm there and then I'm gone. I'm intellectually promiscuous, but culturally conservative. I work hard, but I do not play hard. I play easy. Why would you play hard? Unbelievable stuff. And then it's just great that Roman recognizes a fellow traveler and is like, we need to fast we, track this we, guy. I, need, I've got, I found someone. We need to fast track him. Uh, we can get into Finance 101. I know, I mean, we've been getting so many emails about it. It's important. Uh, like, you know, Jason and I even got a complimentary Bloomberg terminal. I love uh, this. That's been really, uh, I, mean, I wouldn't say educational because we kind of already know all that stuff, right? I'm st- well, I'm still looking for the on switch. They have all the... There's too many let, uh, letters and like and and. Well, colors. I just don't even know like when it goes up or down. Right. I don't understand how that works. Also, like, is that like frozen orange juice? Also, is Bloomberg like Mayor Bloomberg? Yeah. So he, he said that? we couldn't drink wine at Prospect Park anymore, right? Right. We can't do that. No. And that's why you're where where we are with China. And that, I mean, when you get to, when you get down to it, right? He made those. Yes. I think that's his hobby, you know? Wow. That's been Finance 101. <laughs> Let's get into Let Them Eat Cake, the crazy rich moment of yes. the week. And uh, I think this is a, a field of one. You correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going human footstool. Footstool fiesta, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greg just kind of being like, hey, like the human footstool, the routine humiliation, verbal and physical, and also Nazis. Like, I just can't do ATN anymore. I love that um, Greg, you know, at much cost to possibly his own career, made sure to keep a hold of the hard copies of all the wrongdoings on Waystar Roy Co.'s Carnival line, um, but has also personally witnessed Tom using a coworker as a footstool. It was like the other and thing is, is that, And is that, and, the, and is like, no, but I can't use that. Yeah. Why yeah. use that? Also, Tom's like active delight at being blackmailed is like yeah. everything you need to know about this show. It's like, you slimeball. Are you black? I accept your blackmail. <laughs> uh, I thought that was incredible. Let's yeah. just talk briefly for episode five yeah. predictions. Uh, I want to get back to Kendall. I do not want to end on a dark note, but um, stop putting Kendall on roofs. There's, yeah, there, we there are clear foreshadowing of Kendall. Jumping off a roof? Uh, what, like, what so, is, how does Kendall break? And, yeah, I, and, and how bad him. does he break? And I think that they are isolating him. He can't talk to anybody. Yeah. He's like increasingly alone in the world. He like kind of reaches out to Greg and he kind of reaches yeah. out to this person or that person. But he's just like, like him leaning over and putting his yes. face against the window. Yeah. And even last episode when he's just staring. Off the balcony, yeah. like in that moment when Shiv comes and speaks to him, and the way this uh, episode opens with him walking up the stairs, that really strange sequence of him climbing the stairwell, it just feels the tension is palpable, and I f- 
feel like something bad is coming. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think it's gonna. There, there's a world that this show needs to play within. Like there are like kind of guardrails for any show, yeah. and I I have a hard time imagining a show without Kendall and oh, yeah. without Jeremy Strong in it. But because you can't just go back to being like funny, vicious succession right. after that. But what Kendall is up to is yeah. my biggest interest because I, I love this theory. Is he playing? Is he playing back against Logan again? Uh, like the fact that he's in charge of his medication. I mean, you and I mentioned we're talking about this, but the other thing is that there is a darker possibility that he is like playing Shiv. Right. That is, um, which is is entirely within the realm of possibility. Next yeah. le- next level ruthless. That would be next level. That he ruthless. is inviting Shiv in somehow to corrupt her. Yeah. To betray her. To essentially position himself. Back in in next in line because he is he says one of the most touching lines of this of yeah. the series is it ain't gonna be me and that is brutal and devastating and him laughing at it kind of just being like I'm so I'm so screwed but yeah, yeah I mean like it's not a prediction it's just like what happens to Kendall is kind of like the driving dramatic force of the show for me yeah my, I do wonder you know like it just seems the medication thing I do wonder about like is he gonna does he think well either I kill myself. Or I, I take him out. I do this for the rest of my natural life until he dies, and who knows, like what is released, what news is released mm-hmm. upon at the time of his death. Or I take him out. Yeah, like you know, that's okay. it's it's pretty amazing to think about that, and then also like all the Pierce stuff coming up because I think that we obviously are going to get more of that in the coming weeks. I'm really excited to the at the at the possibility of seeing like the mirror image, the left leaning mirror image of the Roy family yeah. and the Pierce family. Yeah, and just like how they play that where they're just like, yeah, you know what, like, I'm just going to watch you guys eat for five minutes and then skulk out. Yeah. It's like everything is everything. Yeah. You know, it's, there's, there's no rules. Uh, Jason, thank you so much. This Kill. has been Number One Boys. We will be back with you next Sunday night after the East Coast airing of Succession on all the usual channels. Uh, thank you for watching. Can I get an escort out of the building? Yeah, sure. There's a Jaguar waiting downstairs. <laughs>